Welcome back to the Back in the Gap podcast, where we talk about life back in the gap and how those stories can educate our future. I'm Joey, joined by my co-hosts, Travis and Josh, and today we're going to talk about fellowship, how fellowship differs from hanging out, um, and what true Christian fellowship looks like. If you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about, please feel free to message us on our Instagram, that's at Back in the Gap Pod, and let's just jump right into it. Yeah, so this this is kind of the passage that we're basing everything off of, or basing this uh, this episode off of. Paul was talking to or, well, the writer of Hebrews, I, I think it's Paul. We don't know who it is for sure. But I, but the writer of Hebrews is talking about how uh, earlier in he- Hebrews chapter 10, he's talking about how the sacrifices of the Old Testament weren't, weren't enough to fulfill um, the requirement for sins and how Jesus' sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice that covered everything. He's talking about that and how through that, uh, that covering of our sins, we should be brought together as one group. And he kind of wraps it all up by saying, and let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And he says, quote-unquote, the day. The day that he's talking about there is the day of Jesus Christ coming back, which we don't know when, when will happen, obviously. But he says, as the day is drawing near, Every single day that goes by, every single moment that passes, we're that much closer to Jesus coming back and that much closer to having no more opportunities to do things like share the gospel, but also to encourage each other and lift each other up to help share that gospel to the full extent that we can as a group and not just individuals. So that's kind of what inspired this episode, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's important you bring up that as Christians, not not only are we supposed to just share the gospel with, with those who don't believe, but encouragement is huge, yep. right? Um, that's why fellowship is so important. You know, Christian community, um, there, there are so many different terms for it, but essentially, if you're trying to, you know, fight the good fight alone, you're going to lose, Yeah, right? Yeah. You look at the uh, guy who, you know, we're supposed to model our entire life after, the guy who lived a perfect life, Jesus had the 12, right? He had mm-hmm. those 12 that went with him and that followed him throughout all these cities. But even among the 12, he had the three, Peter, James, and John, where whenever he went off by himself to pray, a lot of times he would take those three with him. Those were the three that he confided in the most. Those were th- the three that followed him on the Mount of Transfiguration. So he kind of lays out this um, this little model for us of it's important to have that larger group of people around you to encourage you in, in, a, gr- in a larger sense, but also it's important to have that small group to be intimately involved with. And I think, um, you know, you can even take a further step back, right? Um, When God made Adam, you know, man is not supposed to be alone. Yeah. Um, He said it's not good for man to be alone. That's right. Mm -hmm. God God himself exists within community, in the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is not alone, so neither should we be. Yeah. Um, So... For you guys and for me, I guess, the question that comes to my mind first is how much has fellowship in that sense of encouragement and love with each other impacted your walk with Christ? I mean, hugely, right? Um, I, I look at my life, um, and I was saved at a young age. You know, I don't have this this heart-wrenching story, but, like, you can look at, at, at my Christian walk. When am I doing good and when am I doing, you know, not as good? bad some might say and it it really is well when am i actively reaching out to people when are people reaching out to me when am i able to to share my burdens and when am i just keeping everything inside yeah um i think that that really 
is a good reminder to myself that I'm not meant to be alone. So, Travis, for you? I know for myself, like, I know as an individual, without that, never would have ever dealt with it in the first place, probably. Um, I know that I'd probably just be sitting there, you know, living the same way every single day without ever considering, you know, the deep depravity that we all have um, as individuals. And I know in certain cases, like, like you two guys are the only reason that, you know, at a younger age, I had a lot of, like, a lot of certain remorse in certain degrees. Like, it without, like, without even bringing it up, it was just completely normalized in my own head. Uh, and which you'd think it would be the other way around, considering that, like, when you keep it to yourself, it feels like you're alone. However, when you share it with other people and you you realize that you're dealing with the same things, um, you start to realize that, you know, it, it's the same across the board and then you can help each other out. But somehow it feels less normalized and even more serious in that case. Uh, I guess because, you know, you're realizing that you're dealing with a real, like, tangible enemy, even if it's not, like, a physical, in the physical sense, but it is in a mental, tangible sense that we are actively fighting against something. So Yeah, for sure. You know, Scripture takes sin very, very seriously. And that, I'd say that's been the most impactful part of that kind of close fellowship with a small group of believers. Um, that's That's been the biggest impact in my life, is finding out significant, well, all sins are significant, but the most prevalent sins in my life right now and targeting those specifically. I've done that with you guys. I've done that with a couple other guys that go to a different church. But we, like you were saying, we do tend to downplay our sin a lot whenever we're keeping it to ourselves whenever we're hiding it and even in this passage that we just talked about earlier Hebrews chapter 10 a little bit further down Paul con- Paul or I shouldn't say Paul the writer of Hebrews <laughs> goes into it a lot of how seriously God takes sin he says anyone who has set aside the law of Moses so not even like the New Testament he says the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses how much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the son of God and has profaned the blood of the Covenant by which he was sanctified and outraged the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So it's a scary thing whenever you're whenever you start to realize that sin it puts you in that position against the person who created the universe. And there is no possible way at all that you can start to fight those things on your own, because if I, if anybody could, I'm sure we would have, you know. That's right. Um, but it, it's it's impossible. So definitely having small groups of guys, very small groups of guys to get over you, get over um, to their house, to get over to wherever you are, pray with you in person, pray over their specific things and ask for specific things. It's very powerful. And it's, it's downplayed a lot, I believe, but it is very powerful. Yeah. Because... You know, sin can be isolating in a lot of ways. You know, Travis was talking about, you know, some of these ways that, you know, maybe we downplay sin, but, you know, for me a lot of times it was the sin would lead into this cycle where it made me feel more alone and more isolated from God and from other people. And so then I would turn to more sin that would lead into this cycle. Having those people around you to let you know you're not alone 
And that's not an excuse. It's not, oh, well, we all do this same thing too, so yeah, no. we're all good. Yeah. No, 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 it's we have to fight together, and we can fight together. Yeah. It's not about falling deeper and deeper into sin. At least we can hold each other up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what makes fellowship in that aspect, like that a very important fellowship, different from just like hanging out, being together, watching anime, <laughs> doing whatever, <laughs> playing Smash Brothers. Like, what makes well, that watching different? anime is a sin. You shouldn't do it. Well, oh, hold up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, something that uh, you and I were talking about um, just earlier today, um, making distinctions in the time that you spend together um, with the with the people in your life, Yeah. right? Um, something that we did together um, for a while, um, something called a D group, and we'll probably get more into what that looked like in, in future episodes um, but one thing we did, we, we, we see each other like at least four or five times a week. Yeah. It's yeah. almost daily that we're spending time with one another. Yeah. And, and within the context of that group, it was, okay, well, when we meet at this time uh, on a Thursday or sometimes it was on a Wednesday, whenever it ended up, when we're in this type of meeting, it's, it's not about shooting the bull. It's not yeah. about, oh, well, what are we going to eat later? It's, okay, how, how has your scripture reading been going? We were all in the same scripture plan, and yeah. okay, out of what you did read, well, what did you get out of it, and how is that different from what I got out of it, and well, what did, how has your prayer life been looking, and how have you witnessed other people this week? Yeah. It, it was a very intentional time where we 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 let the distractions of, of the world, you know, kind of sit around somewhere else for a bit, so we yeah. could be together in scripture and in prayer, where we were able to to bring burdens to one another, bring joy to one another. And then that time looks so much different from all the other times that we spent hung it, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember I it's we would we would very specifically go and find a room that was like isolated from everywhere else. We'd go I mean, we'd you know, kind of like what we do now, we'd find like a room where we knew no one else was going to be. Uh, that was kind of like isolated from everyone else just so that we could be as open as possible about things, which is very important, just being as open as you possibly can. I know with some of the other guys that um, that, I, that I do this with, we get into like specifics, like very, very nitty-gritty specifics about what it is that we're doing, what it is that needs to be worked on, and because anything that is in the dark is going to fester and it's going to grow. So we we get into very specific things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know for, like, these types of groups, uh, it's important to remember that, you know, not only do they, uh, not only do they help us out in our own spiritual walks, but they also, like, without this kind of community and without this kind of accountability, you know, our friendships can only be so close. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a whole nother, you know, part of our hearts that desires that level of accountability and that level of a, of a friendship and a brotherhood, you know, and I don't, not saying that, you know, if you don't take it to that level that, Oh, you and this other guy are never going to be that close friends, but you know, there's a whole other level that you you could potentially be missing out on. Uh, and you know, I know for myself, like having y'all as friends, from the beginning is always great, but like as we're getting more mature and as we share these things more and more, I I can feel our relationship getting stronger and stronger and stronger. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone has a mask that they wear. Everyone has a, f- a falsehood that they put up, a front that they put up in front of people. And you can kind of dis- you can kind of tell the closeness that you have with someone by, like, seeing how much of that mask they take off in front of you and yeah. seeing how, how many of those walls they're willing to let down. So finding those people that you can just completely take off that mask with is incredibly important. Absolutely. I mean, I think back to my... You know, my, my friends in, in, in middle school and high school who were, you know, some of them claimed to be Christians. Maybe they weren't as close, and, and, and a lot of them weren't Christians at all. And, and, and that level of relationship just was never there, right? It didn't matter how much time was spent together. Um, I wouldn't even call those friendships surface level. I think they had some depth to them. But that wasn't someone that, you know, I, I could really trust with, with those things, right? Yeah. Our relationship never took that step. And, um, you know, whereas with someone like, like you guys, it doesn't matter when. I can call you at 2 in the morning, and, and you'll listen, right? I, I can, you know, me and Travis are next-door neighbors. I can go bother you whenever, and, and, yeah. and you'll drop what you're doing. And, and, and those kind of friendships um, are a lot more rare, um, especially today, uh, but they're needed. Um, having those people that are going to be with you and, and, and fight with you and essentially let themselves go for a moment to, to be a part of you, right? Yeah. You know, when we suffer, we suffer together. Um, but also when, we, when we're joyous, we were able to share in that as well. And um, that type of fellowship uh, is so much more important than, oh, all right, guys, the, the, the church picnic's going on. We're going to have fun, food, and fellowship. Um, and those things are absolutely important, and, and we're going to get into that. Um, but having that deeper level, that that those those closer friends, um, you know, I think Travis, you earlier used the word word brotherhood. Those people that you can say, well, we're as close as brothers at this point, right? Yeah, that is so important. Yeah, this, this verse. This is a, a verse that uh, I thought about. It's in First Corinthians chapter twelve. It's talking about what you were saying um, about. You know, if we suffer, we suffer together. And in First Corinthians, and I can say Paul this time because I know we know that Paul actually wrote this. Um, but Paul writes about how the uh, the church is. He compares it to the analogy of like a, a body. You know, that I can't say to the hand, um, I don't need you, and how the entire body needs each other. And he says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of the Christ and individual members of it, and God is appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, and he, he goes on and lists all the different parts, but just like you were saying, it, it just made me think of this passage talking about, you know, if one part of your body hurts, your your whole body knows about it, and your whole body is going to work towards making that better. If you got, you know, if you stub your toe and you get a boo-boo, you're going to walk to the bathroom, use your hands to grab a Band-Aid and put it on there, right? So, yeah, I, I just made me think of that passage. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of jumping off from there, we have the whole body, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we've, we, we talked about a lot of what we've been talking about is those really close relationships, right? What, what Jesus had with Peter, James, and John. Um, but, but you also have the 12. What, what does fellowship look like in a larger context where you're not always to, able to be as intimate? Right, you're not always able to be as one on one. So I guess the question for both of you guys is, 
how, how does Christian community and fellowship in, in, in a larger group look like? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Okay, I can go. Well, I think it's obviously, you know, hanging out in a in a more traditional sense is, is you know, completely fine and, and good in that situation. But also, I mean, even though you're not one-on-one or like three, four small size groups, you may be in a larger group, you can still, you know, you can still kind of mention more general things about like what's been going on in your own life. You know, uh, like I may need a little bit of prayer for this. So if if y'all if y'all don't mind praying for me about this, you know, you you have these things in well, these there's a different name for all of it. So traditionally it's called Sunday school, but we now we call it connect group. I've heard life groups, all that kinds of things. Yeah, you, you'll do that in um, those situations when they ask for prayer requests and stuff like that, and where you have a specific group praying for you, and you know. You may be friends with a lot of these people, but whenever you're in a larger group like that, I mean, those are things that you can do. And also just like, it's easy to talk. It's a lot easier to just give a short, you know, a much shorter explanation about like something God's been telling you that week. Uh, Those are things you can do without getting into much deeper conversations. Those are things that you can do um, as a group like that, where you can just kind of like make things a little more intentional and, make things more about God and less about just, you know, being together, which being together is important, but yeah. Yeah. No, that for me, that's kind of where like traditional Sunday morning church has been very impactful to me because I, I, I do genuinely love just getting together and hearing the body of believers just sing. Honestly, that's, that's just very impactful to me. It's part of the reason why I love doing AV stuff and helping put, put that stuff together because it it's just kind of surreal to me to hear such a large people, a large body of people coming together and agreeing that God is good and that he's worthy to hear the voices that we have, that he designed and created. So I I definitely think that worship in that sense is very important. It's it's m- very much needed. You know, Jesus, he, he regularly attended you know, the temple on the Sabbath. He went to the body of believers um, very regularly. Um, so... Yeah, that for that large group fellowship, I think that has been the most impactful to me. It's just traditional Sunday morning church, which which is a pretty generic answer. But I mean, it's generic. It's cliche because it's true, right? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It's important, you know. And sure, it, there's some. There could be some things that could be done better. There's some things that we do really well. But despite whatever those things may be, it's still of utmost importance that we do attend those things because the large body is you know that's what the body is um to neglect that would be to neglect neglect the church and to neglect what god is doing in your community and in the world at 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 whole yeah you know we could you know anybody no matter what church you're at you could find all sorts of reasons to complain about your sunday morning service yeah but what is so much more important is you have this body of believers who is coming together in unity, in agreement to, to honor Christ. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, like you said, everything you said there, I like um, what, what Travis said about being intentional with some of those, you know, bigger groups of, well, let, let, let's pray for one another real quick. You know, let's, let's bless the food if we're getting dinner together. Right. Yeah. Let, let's, let's keep God in the forefront of our minds. Um, I think also that can go to, well, what are you doing as a group? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are are you going to 
Are you going to go watch Oppenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Barbie together. Um, which I have not seen either of those movies. I don't know if that's I haven't you either. Know, I don't know yeah. if that's something you should do or not. But like, are you going to watch a movie that is 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 bad that you probably shouldn't see together as a group of Christians? Yeah. Or are you, are you hanging out playing games, some board games, um, appropriate board games, no cards against humanity? Um, <laughs> You know what? What what activities are you doing together as a group? Right? How are yeah. you spending this time together? And even you know, like, what mission activities are you doing together? How are you yeah. organizing your impact on the community? And you know, because especially with that large of a group of people, you know, here we have like, you know, during the summer, I think we've been having like around five hundred people attend on a Sunday morning. It's it's usually more than that during the school year. That's an incredible resource of people to have as an impact on the community. Um, so, and I've noticed in the past, whenever you go on mission with somebody, whether that's just out in, you know, your neighborhood or whether that's out in your community or whether that's far away, you grow substantially more with those people. Like, uh, for a couple of years now, I've been flying to New York to do a VBS once a week up in uh, Queens. And the guys that I, I go with, I would not be as close with them at all, like, if I just you know, talk to them on a Sunday morning, which is good to talk to them on a Sunday morning. But like, you know, you got to go up to Queens, New York, where where the buildings are like hundreds of years old and sometimes don't have AC. You get in there, you sweat together, work together. You get to know them a lot more. Yeah. And so especially, so when you have that, that large group going out and working together, putting in an effort together, um, having a missional mindset together and having the goal of bringing people to the kingdom of God, that that's going to bring them together a lot as well and have that, that strong impact and build a stronger community. Yeah, and I think, like, mixing the two of what y'all just said, uh, you know, what are you doing when you're hanging out yeah. and going out uh, and serving in a, a missional sense with each other. Uh, mixing those two things together is equally as important. Yeah. And I know even on a personal level, this is something that we, like, I, I know I struggle with a lot. Is it like when we're hanging out, like out in public, that's also an opportunity, like just for people to either people to see what we're doing, uh, for us to be kind, uh, for us to, you know, even ask people if they would want us to pray for them when we, you know, bless our food and stuff like that, yeah. uh, or, you know, when we're praying for other things. But, uh, yeah, I know that's something that even I, hardly ever think about but i mean um when you really think about it, that's something that we as a group could also are also called to do um is you know while we're hanging out maybe not in such a more organized sense but in a more you know loose casual sense uh we are supposed to be missional in in that as well yeah you know i've, I've cherished the the times where like the young adults have just gotten together and played board games and stuff because like yeah, those those are awesome times. Like yeah. that that one time that uh that we were playing, I forget what the the board game was. It was it was something, but like I had to pick somebody out of the crowd, and I just at random just picked Emily to be eliminated, and <laughs> the look on her the look on her face of just disdain at me, like just stuff like that. It, it's really cool too, because that that builds bonds yeah. that you know are just very important. Yeah, build, building those bonds and connections. Um, is important and can and can happen, you know, at any time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're 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 meant to be together. We're social creatures. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, um, 
I find it very easily to just seclude and, and be by myself. And I could justify, well, I, I, don't, I don't need to go hang out with such and such right now. I don't need to go do this. But it's so important. And, and some of the best times, you know, that I have is when I'm with, you know, my Christian brothers and sisters and I'm able to have a good time with them. Um, to be intentional about what we're doing, right? Not just to to lose track of, of oh, well, it's just another week. We're just going to go hang out again. Um, but to be able to build up those relationships. Yeah, for sure. So I think kind of as our last point here, um, I think as a little bit of self-reflection, you should look at who are you spending your time with, right? Yeah. What are you spending um, – who are you spending your energy on? Who are you, you know, confiding in? Um, because uh, a, a great cheesy quote is, um, you are the sum of your five closest friends. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe for you it's four or six or whoever, but, but really take a minute to analyze how you're spending your time. Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Um, sometimes you're surrounded by people because of circumstances, right? Th- those five people may be coworkers, right? They may be teachers, um, they may be fellow students for those still in, in school. Um, but if you're not spending intentional time with the, the Christians in your life who are going to build you up, who are going to pour into you, um, how do you expect to grow? Yeah. yeah. I had a great, um, a great sermon illustration from our student pastor at the time where he had put me on stage and he was on the ground. And he was like, Joey, pull me up. Pull me up, Joey. Pull me up, Joey. I'm not that fat. Pull me up, Joey. You call me fat right now, and you know he made this whole big thing of it. And I'm, you know, for at least two minutes, just trying to pull this guy on stage, and then he very quickly yanks me down. I mean, I almost hit the floor. I almost, you know, you almost hurt something. It. Right? Yes. And and the illustration from that, and I'll never forget it is. It doesn't matter how hard you're trying to pull somebody up, if they're not willing to to move. They're, they're going to pull you down, yeah. right? And so you need to surround yourself with people who are going to pull you up that you're going to be willing to go up with them, right? Yeah. And if if the five closest people around you are all on the floor pulling you off that stage, they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed that. It's, it's kind of interesting to look back and see across the years like how the, those people have affected me specifically because, like, I remember – Back in uh, back when I first met Joey in like middle school, and he was talking about like his computer setup and things like that, I, I kind of went, "Oh, maybe I'd I'd like to get into that." And then I ended up building my own computer. Or like when whenever we met one of one of my buddies over at another church, uh, he got me into pop punk. I like a pop punk pop punk a lot now. Let's go. So, <laughs> uh, just a lot of different, just you know, generic examples of like you know those people influencing me, um, getting me into the. Forming me into the person that I've become. It, it's, it's like you said, it's cheesy, but it's true, you know? Yeah. Those five people are going to be who you really do become. Yeah. And on on the other end of things is, like, I, I remember growing growing up, you know, uh, through certain st- circumstances, usually, like, I, I think we can all agree, like, elementary school, you, you don't really understand... Like, looking back, I don't really understand how I ended up with the friends I did in school. It just happened. Uh, but, like, back in that day, like, I can kind of see, like, the relationships I had, the closest people that I had uh, to me that, like, weren't Christians. 
uh, were definitely affecting me. And, and like over the years, as that's gotten like, uh, as that's kind of changed and molded in, into different ways, like uh, as I matured, and especially now, uh, like seeing that the difference over the years is is making it like only encourages me to like. I don't want to say keep your distance, but like, I, I guess what we shouldn't do is 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 necessarily put up a wall or or uh, put a significant distance in between you and and this uh, person you might be around a lot. But uh, on the other things, you should probably be spending more time with the Christians that are in your life. You know, um, you know some. It, whether or not you may, you know, be that close with them right now, they're, God put them there for a reason, and they're, yep. uh, they're there for a reason that we all should reach out to those people that are put in our lives. And, uh, and yeah, it, it makes a huge difference whenever you're, uh, when you're doing those things. And when I said don't put a huge distance, you might need to put some distance, like, it's it's tough to talk about and it's tough to think about, but you know those people do affect us, and you know if if all they want to do is just you know stay where they are and, and bring you down with them, you know you you have to come to a point where you you um, you say that okay my relationship with God uh, is more important than than me just you know wanting to stay friends with this person or wanting to stay as close with this person. Not that you don't have to be friends at all, but there's a level of closeness which you have to monitor with uh, certain people. I I, I don't think we need to fall into the trap of cutting people off. No, 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 no. Uh, Because those are still ministry opportunities. Exactly, yeah. Uh, In in our culture today, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, this person is toxic. Cut them out of your life. Yeah, absolutely not. For us, sometimes we're we're the only, you know, light of Jesus this person may have in their life, Mm -hmm. right? And so... The, the, the goal here is not to completely eliminate that connection. Um, sometimes you may still hang out with that person just as much, but then every other part of your free time, you're yeah. with Christian community, right? Yeah. It, it, it really is on a case-to-case basis. I will say there are specific instances where it's probably pretty good to cut a person off completely, like if you're in an abusive relationship. Yes. Uh, yeah. Probably not a good idea to keep open ties with that person. Yeah. You're you're probably not the one to minister to that person at that time, if whether that's parental relationships, romantic relationships, it cut ties with that person. Yes, um, may pray for them definitely. Um, seek the Lord about it. Um, don't hold resentment where it's just don't hold resentment. Um, forgive that person, pray for them, and you know let let the let the Lord work on their heart. But I'd say that. That's the only instance I can think of where it's probably best to just like completely cut ties. Yes, there, there, there are definitely people that you you should not go about your life hating them. Yeah, but it's not it's not for you to be the person to minister to them. Yeah, but in terms of 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 friendships that are already established and are healthy, they're just not helping you grow in your faith. Those are people that you you still need to to reach out, right? Yeah, yeah. you still need to 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 try try to lift them up. Yeah, um, finding that line. Where, where you're there to help them, but they can't hurt you, is difficult yeah. and is unique mm-hmm. per person. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought I'd just put that yes. quick little disclaimer yes. in there. Uh, yeah, and I'm not trying to cut off anything else you had to, to, to add to that. No, um, no, that's good. Um, 
sometimes you'll find that as you slowly distance yourself, you try to keep in contact with this person. They may be the one to 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 stop communication, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I've found that um, with essentially all of the friends that I had in high school who who were not um, Christians. Um, but just because they cut off communication does not mean that they, that you stop reaching out, right? Right. Yeah. It may be you know twice a year, but just say, "Hey, how are you? Can I pray for you?" Um, yeah, stability matters a lot, you know, because at some point or another, people are going to go through hard times. You know, everything's not hunky dory forever, and whenever they do, if they've lost everything and they're desperate, their mind's going to go towards Christ. And if you've been that that stable, consistent representation, you're going to be the person that they go to or go to in order to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think being that example, um, even if distance is put between you and you either grow apart or maybe on a more intentional sense, one of you, you know, starts to put distance between the other, hopefully it's not you. But um, if that may happen, having that, yeah, because like what Josh said, you may be you may be the that person's only example, yeah. and you never know just how much of an effect you have. Because, um, I know even, even with people that I may not be that close with that are also fellow Christians, uh, sometimes they'll come up to me and tell me how much of a difference I make. Uh, it, it doesn't like if, if I can make that much of a difference for somebody who's already has a relationship with Christ, how much of a difference am I making with someone who doesn't, uh, they may not even realize it because, you know, they may not be seeing the world through that lens, but you know, we we have influence, and oh yeah, for that's sure. what the, I guess that's that's what this whole kind of thing is about. Having fellowship is is about is making sure that our influence is positive, uh, in a spiritual sense, and you know, making sure that because we may be the only positive and in, in spiritual influence for these people, yeah. um, so making sure that we're always a positive spiritual influence for all the people that are put in our lives. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Back in the Gap podcast. Uh, once again, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, please message us on Instagram. That's at Back in the Gap Pod. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. I didn't know we had an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>